0: What up? What up? What up? San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shy City, people down the whole three hundred five South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer. Mr. Sands, been the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by hazelskyonline.com. Make sure you continue to visit their website, check out all their newest CBD products, latest products, and disposables as well. Also, you can continue to shop from the comforts of your own home as well. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, um, whether it be auto life, home, or renters. And he can find you the cheapest rate right out there because he represents over 40 different Carriers for insurance Give them a call His number is 210-641-4000 That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese Official sponsor of the sports drive 1-800-707-9760 If you know what you want to talk about Like always All right, uh, Feel free to give us a call Anything that we are discussing on today's docket or something we discussed yesterday, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over to today. Uh, and anything that we're discussing on the docket as well today, you can do the same. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments. Also, don't forget, if you need to follow me on Twitter, it's at Sports Grind. If you want to leave me a message, follow me there. Also, don't forget, uh, you can log on to Sports Grind Entertainment's Facebook page where you can stream the show live and you can leave comments during the show. We'll read them uh, if they fit and they're according to the topics of what we're talking about and also don't forget uh, if you miss any of the show you can go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily one 800 what's up jonas you ready Yes, sir. Everybody, rock and roll.
1: Mr. Sams. What's up, fellas? How are we doing?
0: All right, doing all right. It's Thursday, one day closer to the weekend. This week's been flying by pretty fast, uh, in my opinion. Um, But we've got some things moving here in the sports world uh, as we go through uh, the month of February. Uh, We've got uh, NBA, of course, continue to roll on. They're about to break here for the All Star uh festivities this weekend and uh, we had action last night. Your San Antonio Spurs defeat the Oklahoma Thunder. They cover by a half a point. Um, you know, they cover that seven and a half. And Pop is sitting on has picked up uh win number what, one thousand three hundred and thirty three. Yes, he's sitting on. He tied he surpassed Lenny Wilkins and he's too shy now behind Donnie Nelson. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I think Pop has a good relationship with Donnie Nelson in those games, you know, that whole Mavericks crew and all that. But, uh, that's 1,333 wins, which is impressive. I mean, I've got to tip my hat. I mean, longevity, of course, um, being at it. Uh, but just because you coach long doesn't mean you're going to get those wins. Uh, great players, two of the all time greats. Definitely Pop will tell you that. He'll, he'll credit to that having good players and Tim and Dave. But, um, you know he's got two wins left, and then he'll surpass uh, the all-time wins of Coach. He'll uh, tie into
2: three. Yeah, to three. So three, three, uh, three passes, two yeah. is tied. Yeah.
0: So uh, we'll see how how that goes. Um, you know they get a victory uh, last night. Um, also, uh, NBA wise, you know, um, if you look at in, in Chicago, they continued to kind of roll Demar Derozan former uh, Spur Toronto Raptor. Um, He's going on, which to me, I I think now we live in the day where we have uh, more analytics, more um, nerds and IT tech guys coming over following sports. We'll we'll research and find things uh, for records more than I can ever remember. I know DeMar is uh, past Wilt Chamberlain is the only player to average 33 or 30 points per game for... What is it? Five straight? How many straight games while shooting over 60
2: percent? Seven straight games. Seven with shooting yeah. over 60.
0: So technically we've had seven guys before average over 30 percent, 30 points a game.
2: but We just never haven't done it by shooting over 60. So it's 35 points per 30, game. 35. And 50 percent or better. Yeah. But nobody sends Will. That's like,
0: to me, though, you can find stats for everything. That's why one of those records that it's like, well, I mean, not the poo-poo on it. I mean, you shoot and feel from the field is good, but it's one of those that, like, you know, we probably had a lot of guys to do 35 a game for a stretch, but, again, not over 60%. But tip my hat to Lamar. Uh, he's balling. I know he'll get some MVP. He won't win it, but he'll get some MVP votes. It just depends on Chicago. Um, You know, they're kind of – I mean, he's doing his thing down there. I think he's – Surrounded by better talent down there than, of course, he was here. And the system's different. You know? I mean, I think he's getting a more opportunity to really free flow and do kind of what he wants to do. And Pop kind of did that a little bit toward the end of his tenure here, just somewhat, but it just wasn't the same. So they continue to roll on. The Lakers defeat the Utah Jazz. They come from behind. LeBron turns the clock behind a little bit. He puts them on the back to win uh, to get the W. Uh, but Anthony Davis... Is hurt once again in the ankle situation. Look, man, Anthony is. It's. It's to me. It's what you know. First of all, my one tip for him would be. um, I know everybody likes balling in the in in the Kobe's and everything, the low cut shoes and all that. First, man, you're a big man. I mean, try, try try some ankle support. You know, try some ankle support for one. And number two, I just think he can't help it, man. It's just the way he just injury prone, and sometimes that's used as a cliche. But it's one of those that I really feel like we could be talking about a guy that had so, that has proven the talent he's got, but have so much promise in an NBA future, but might have to end up calling it a day early just because he can't stay healthy and he deals with injuries. Now, this is supposed to be an ankle sprain that's going to keep him out at least about two weeks. You can see, you can see LeBron even after a victory against Utah and him having one of those games. Um, uh, you know, uh, some of the Rams in the house, Aaron Donald basically in the house, all hyped up and everything. Um, that even after the post game, he was kind of down because again, it's like in his mind, he has to be thinking like, damn, this is not why Clutch Sports and us told you to get out of New Orleans. This is not really what I was anticipating. I mean, I'm having to carry these games. I'm having to, you know, do this. We've got the rust situation. It's just Anthony. Every time he goes up for a basket, you have to be holding your breath if you're a LA fan. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me. Uh But definitely, I would just say, hey, t- you know, one one thing, try some ankle support. Try some, like, quarter high tie. I know that's not the end thing anymore for this generation. Everybody wants to play with low cut, damn near running shoes, playing basketball. But if you got ankle problems, you got ankle problems. So that just shows you, in my opinion, that it's going to be a situation where they're not. I just don't know if they're going to be able to get it right this year. It's just too much kind of going on. Genie Buss, they closed the checkbook. Him and Her and Palenque, they didn't want to go take on any new money. Uh, and like I said, that's crazy. Um, when you think about the Los Angeles Lakers, but I think it's just too much to overcome. They'll be fighting like hell to get one of those A spots. Uh, just to, you know, even as we come back off of the break. Uh, also in, um, NBA, uh, that continues to roll on yesterday, the, um, New York Knicks, uh, blow a 28 point lead at home in the garden to lose to their, in-state rivals the Brooklyn Nets and this is again without no KD um of course after trading James um you know Ben Simmons hasn't started playing yet um and you know what it looks like I might gonna be right after coach on coach Thibodeau anyway you know I was very vocal and not him wanting to get the job and then when he led them last year and they went to the playoffs and they had a good run I was like okay maybe I was wrong maybe I didn't think he should get the job well Right now, you could technically, if you listen to New York media, you listen to them, he could be on the hot seat immediately already. I mean, they're, they're reeling. Um, I never thought, that, and the reason why I didn't like him for this hire, because I just feel that Tibbs is, he's old school, man. He's from a different era. And I don't know if those guys work here anymore. I mean, he's a defensive, you know, quote-unquote guru. You know, he was on the bench of Boston on those days with Doc when they won the championship. I mean, he's a defensive mind. I never did like him. Get I didn't understand the Minnesota hire when he got the Minnesota job. He went into TV. Now he's back to Knicks. And this just goes one of the things still. And that's the big topic in NFL, but definitely sometimes in NBA. Some of these coaches get recycled, man, that that is like it's time to kind of know that, hey, the game is different now. It's moved on. You had guys like Juwan Howard that had to sit over a decade of 16, 15 years as assistant, never got a shot. He had to go home back to his alma mater in Michigan. Patrick Ewing, same thing. Patrick Ewing set for 15, 18 years of assistant had to go back to Georgetown. It's guys like Tibbs that basically sit there and get these retreads and situations where I think, and what it shows me, tell me, and, and I understand Derek Rose has missed a lot of games. He might be coming back, but this is Derek Rose. Like if you, if you're really like that because you're missing Derek Rose and Derrick Rose is pretty much a shell of himself for what he's been through in his career, then you got bigger problems. But I just think what it tells me is the grind of Tibbs. You know, these practices, you know, Pat Riley was notorious for it. I mean, these four or five hour practices grind you on that. Uh, it just doesn't work in this day and time, especially in the NBA with these particular type of players. So I, I just feel like he's, he's on borrowed time because they've totally taken, I can't even take a step back, man. They've like moonwalked. Like five steps, you know. Michael Jackson, Motown, twenty fifth anniversary, moonwalk back. That, that it's just bad. So sorry, Tibbs, but I'm hopefully this. If this is it, he'll be stuck back in TV for a while before he gets any opportunity. Before anybody else does.
2: But this is where he's coming off of the Coach of the Year award last year for turning around the Knicks, make the playoffs, one of the best defensive squads out there. Why? Why? The, why such the dro- Such a drop off this year. <laughs> Is, is it all about D Rose? I mean, they couldn't make Kemba Walker work. Um, you had a, had, a, had a stretch earlier in the season where you benched all your starters and went with something new. I mean, I just think I just think he's figured out.
0: I just think he wears on guys. I really do. That's what my that's what my opinion would be in regards to the uh, the drop off. It's he wears on dudes, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's like you know you that the goal from where they went and then kind of where they are now that's at the bottom and they're they're probably not gonna be a playoff team, there's something to that. And that's not gonna and to me, Coach of Year really doesn't mean anything. Go look at how many coach the years and got fired in the last two couple years that's won the coach of year award. They usually get ousted in the next year or two for some reason. That's a coach the year award jinx. So you got that going on. Also again, we've already established on this show that no one's really paying attention or or Talking about the Winter Olympics, uh, you know, and I I guess the biggest thing um, out of the Winter Olympics is the story. Well, we kind of already touched on it. But, you know, first of all, USA women's hockey fell up short to Canada from what I'm hearing. But the other is the figure skater. uh, What's her name? Camellia is her her name. The Russian girl. Um, You know, I guess this is it'll be showed later. uh, But since no one's paying attention, there's no need for a spoiler alert. Um, evidently she had a bad day on the ice, fell four times, uh, was emotional, didn't even really, of course, didn't get gold. Her teammate ended up getting silver, I think. She was crying on the podium, but the outrage and sympathy for this girl. I mean, even CNN news outlets this morning were covering it like, oh my gosh, this, first of all, she shouldn't even been competing, in my opinion. She was part of the dopest scandal, whether it was forced by Russia or whoever. She shouldn't even be competing. And then you have that side, where she's already tweeted. What was the young girl track star in the summer that basically failed the dope, the marijuana? Uh, Shikari. Shikari. Yes, there you go. Shikari's already tweeted, said, hey, why did she get to compete and she failed and I didn't? It's like, I can tell you why. You know, she's going to that card. Some people talking about that. But to me, I just feel like the sympathy and I mean, again, it's Russia and it's and it's one of those situations that they're corrupt. We know how they treat their athletes. But again, it was the well, she's only 15. Hey. In my opinion, if she failed a drug test, I don't know why she was competing, but just the sympathy for her was kind of mind boggling because it hadn't been shown and others. And again, we know what they're about. I mean, unfortunately, that's probably what a lot of the experts. I mean, I don't trust me. No, I don't break down figure skating and stuff like that. I can tell you about Nancy and uh, Tanya. That's about it. Um But that's one of those that. In my opinion, she probably shouldn't have been competing. But I'm like, what's the outrage over here? Like, why is this on CNN? Why is this on major news? Like, she had – I mean, I, like, I understand she's only 15, and that's a little girl having a meltdown. But she's part of a doping scandal, and this is probably the reason why her pressure – I mean, because supposedly she's the best in the world at this time. Supposedly she's the number one figure skater in the world. But that's the only thing I had to say about that other than, um again – The numbers and stuff, really, not many two people are showing interest in the Winter Olympics.
2: I think the big thing is, you know, the headline is that the IOC dodges a bullet from having to meddle somebody amidst a doping scandal, though. The fact that she falls off the podium down to fourth.
0: Yeah, but they should be getting ripped for letting them compete. When we, when we have a situation in the Summer Olympics where that young lady failed a marijuana test that she was banned and couldn't compete, now I'm pretty sure they've got some reasoning, some laws, some spin doctor stuff. They
2: got some spin, But yeah. but,
0: but come on, man. I mean, seriously. And like I said, in the and for over here and CNN and the major news having this story and feeling sympathy for it, like come on. I mean, and she's Russian. She's not even American. I mean, I mean, I have to sound like that, but it's like, damn. I mean, there's been there there's been other people that's had to that's gone through dope and scandal. Some of our own. Uh, men, women over the years of Summer Olympics. I don't know about winter. um, And there hasn't really been any type of sense. Like, oh, they're a cheater. But this young girl, I guess, I mean, that's just what it is. And speaking of that, Winter Olympics, this morning when I was tuning, because they had live uh, coverage and I was flipping channels, and I came across curling. And there's two things I still want to know. Does anybody, because it gets a lot of trending and stuff on social media, but does anybody still know the objective of curling and the rules of that, number one? And it's kind of amazing to me that we even have an American team that's even up there, And two, I on the man's American team, I swear there's somebody that could be Sam double. that's on this uh, team. Hey, do you know what you're shaking your head? You already know who I'm talking about, Sam? I was just flipping the channel. Today. I'm like, damn, that looks like the biggest pool right there. Like, is he going to make it in time for the show? I didn't know he was traveling over there. <laughs> and the curling. <laughs> yeah, got the hair long like me. I started laughing. I was like, wow, I got to breathe that up. But yeah, man, um, the rules of curling. I mean, what is the, first of all, what's the purpose of the guy going with and shaving the ice? That's to make that round, big round thing go straight. And what, and how far does he have to be behind it? Can he not get ahead of it? Sam's about to break down curling for me, but I'm just trying to say, we, this sport comes up, people talk about it because it looks funny and people mock it, but I'm like, does anybody even know what determines a winner and loser this, Sam?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically you're just trying to get as many of those stones inside the outer circle as uh-huh. close to that inner circle. Okay. So you get points for every one that you have closest. Okay. So, like, if you can get three of your stones closer than any of the other teams, you get three points for that right. Okay. It's basically, think okay. of it like baseball with innings. You're playing 10 innings. Right. Uh, each team gets, you know, one team has the last at bat alternating innings. And last at bat being last time to throw. So if you have the last throw... You can just throw one hard as hell and knock theirs so out of So that's way. what I
0: was going to ask you first because sometimes you'll see them when they hit it and they just disperse, and that's kind of one of those things. Yeah,
1: and then some of those other ones, they intentionally leave like way up the ice to serve as guards, as blockers uh-huh. for their ones that they have that are going okay. to get them points. Okay. And then, yeah, those are the little broom guys just yeah. trying to make the stone either go faster. Uh,
0: okay, because they shave the ice down mm-hmm. and all that thing. Okay, so the million-dollar question that we always have according to these topics as we go to break. Are they really Olympic athletes? Are yes. they really? Are they really Olympic athletes? You have to be athletic to do that. You saw yes. my
1: doppelganger. Like he's the. <laughs> I mean, the prototype for what an athlete yeah, is. I look, of course, so I'm gonna <laughs> sit
0: there and say, yeah. I think, like, come on, man. Like, if you find a bar that basically got an ice rink in it and this alcohol involved, that looks like one of those sports that somebody would yeah, try it's, to do.
1: Stand up shuffleboard. Okay, in, to an extent. All right. All right. Big Poppy didn't look like an e- athlete either.
0: Oh, here you go, Jonas. You're molding into one of these, uh,
2: I don't know, I've got to look seconds. for the word of it. Yeah.
0: Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix. all right back here on the sports grind calvin casey jonas clark producing the one and twos 1-800-707-9760 today's show is being presented by hazelskyonline.com and this next segment is going to be sponsored by way to grow way to grow is a full service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs that is way to grow official sponsor of the sports grind all right. So as we continue, other things in the docket um, that uh, that's happened, of course, we'll start uh, with the Super Bowl um, parade uh, that took place yesterday in Los Angeles. It was happening kind of while we were on the air yesterday. Uh, a couple things took note from it. Yeah. From the sounds of the parade, it don't look like nobody's retiring. You know, McVay, I mean, his office coordinator said, now nah, he's ready to come back and defend the title. Um, uh, you know, Aaron Donald was talking a different way, you know, just saying, hey, we got the super team running back, all the retiring talk. And I'll tell you one thing. I mean, sometime this week or next week, um, there probably should be a pop-up on Aaron Donald's door on drug tests. I mean, he's out there with yep. his shirt on because I'm thinking like Odell, like the, I remember Odell saying after his first couple games that he had with the Rams, they showed up and drug tested him. I've heard guys this season have said that, you know, after certain things, I've all random. Aaron Donald with this shirt off, I'm like, man, somebody's going to be showing up, you know, to knock on his door. And, you know, then AC's telling me, man, you hating. Stop hating. She's like, I saw it. was like, I'm pretty sure he did. But anyway, I was like, man, that's a big man. No wonder he's getting – no wonder he didn't care if you get double, triple team. So they, they don't look like they're going. And then my the general manager, Mr. Sneed, who's Sneed again? General Les. Yeah, Les Snead. <laughs> Les Snead has a T-shirt with a picture of his face on it. And saying, F those picks. So that tells me a lot. of things. one that tells me is that he heard all, like all the a lot of these guys do, heard all the criticism. Of like, man, they trading these picks away. They ain't got no picks. they do not no picks. He said, F that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we did it. I mean, there was a window that was coming. But you know what? They cashed in, number two. Yeah. There's going to be some teams that's going to look at this. And, and, and again, it, I, I think what's important to it is that you gotta have, and the thing, the reason why the Rams got away with it is you gotta have a good core before you do this too. You gotta be, they did it, but they were already a good team before they really did it. And that's, that's the thin line about that. But I said, oh, Sneed, man, he's, like I said, he's always been candid on stuff. A had t-shirt that said, F those picks with your face on it. How hilarious. And the other thing I took back from it, took from it too, that made the wire is Tom Brady. I could have done without Tom Brady's tweet yesterday about Matthew Stafford. Like, hey, Matt, mix in some water. Look, Tom, it's their day, man. Like, it's their time. Like, unfortunately, you know, again, the average guy, radio guy, Calvin, whoever, can tweet. And Matthew Stafford is just like, oh, look at all these tweets. Uh, Other guys, other people in the media, you know. But when you have Tom Brady, and you know Tom Brady, you know that's going to garner attention. And that's just one of those that it's like, hey, and Tom usually, I think I'm right, usually I don't perceive him as one of those guys that, you know, feel like if I'm not there, I'm not there. I mean, I get it. You know, everybody knew Tom was wasted last year doing their parade, the whole, you know, trophy, throwing the trophy from the boat. But I could have probably done without the tweet during live time during the parade.
2: But it all comes back to in today's world, if you're on that kind of profile, uh you have to join in on the conversation no. I, I I look at Tom has to join in the conversation based on what just just from a branding standpoint to be their top of top of mind awareness, don't forget about me when you're talking about that kind of money now now and it this is all across the board with athletes. they all chime in whether they're just sliding in the comments they're quote tweeting it or whatever. but it's like dick uh, Dick Butkiss. All right, he had to join in on the on, on the the bashing on fifty for his weight the other day, and then last night you have him tweeting about he's not the reason why Aaron Rodgers and his fiance broke up. So so it's so it's a similar fashion to where you've got to, if when you have a platform like that, you got to make it about you. No,
0: I disagree Ego. with that. I did, the Dick Buckus hasn't played in forty. You wouldn't. If Dick Buckus stopped playing before you even born. So my thing is the difference between him being and no one really talked about that tweet about he did 50 Tom Brady is Tom Brady's brand is fine. He doesn't need exposure. He's still I mean, he's got people, a guy NFL media guys report, which I had on the docket. We might not get time to get to it, but he's talked to sources in New England, ex-players and people that are close to Tom think that he was forcing this decision and he's not done. This was more along the lines of what I was talking about. It has to do that Tom's smart enough to know that pretty much the cap situation in Tampa and keeping those guys wouldn't be the same, and that it's possible that he's not done, he would resurface with somebody else. Now, that brings a whole different conversation to me about that, because if he does that, then I, like, look, we, I mean, it it goes no different that he's established, he's got those seven, but I just know how does the public going to perceive if all of a sudden you lay off one year, then you hop, you pop onto this other loaded team. No different than what's going on in the NBA, but it might be perceived there because Tommy doing it. So I that caught my eye, but I mean, I'm not going to say no way, but it kind of makes sense because I figured that's why we're retiring. But back to your rebuttal. No, that's not the same thing, man. Tom doesn't need any help with his brand. At the end of the day, that's interjecting yourself. And there's probably a lot of people like myself that felt that way. It's like, look, if you want to maybe tweet later on at night or you see the video the next day and you want to tweet something like that. But for you to tweet real live and do their parade, a team that sent you to retirement a team that the Matthew the guy you tweeted for made you retire that sent you home <laughs> and you want to interject yourself that goes on the same line to me as back in the 90s when Jerry would su- uh, skip Super Bowls he would make a big announcement about the Cowboys during Super Bowl week that hits uh, the still headline stop it could have done without to tweet not in real time they made you retire it's not I, and, and that shows me yeah there's a tug of war going on with Tom because right now then come to July When July hits around that time, that's when that itch is really going to get back. So we'll really see how it goes. But that's really what it is. But they're talking like a lot of champions talk. We're going to run it back. We'll be back. Sounds good, but it's tough. I mean, especially in the division. It's been a long time. It's a reason why it's been 15, uh, 17 years um, that there's been somewhere around that like 15, 13 years without a repeat champion on back-to-back. So um, we'll see. But they were were talking – they were having a good time. Now I know Matthew also got a little bad PR uh, because he had a camera guy fall right in front of him. And Matthew just turned uh, turned his back.
2: It was actually a camera woman. Uh, oh, this in up being a woman. This makes it real bad, then. Yeah, she had fallen, and and um, the the video looks awkward. It just looks bad um, from the standpoint of he's standing there talking with his uh, wife. And um, the woman is taking the picture, falls backwards off the stage, and he just turns He turns around and just, like, continues drinking his water. His um, wife reacted, though. And his though. wife reacted. And I wonder, uh, timing, everything like that. I mean, he may may not have been in a position to really help uh, if he was uh, inebriated and, and onto the water stage of, of coming down from the party. I
0: saw it. It didn't look bad. I had a buddy of mine send it to me. It, it did look kind of like a... Uh one of those a-hole moves. But, you know, again, there's alcohol involved. Probably, and they're like, oh but I didn't know it was a woman, though. I mean, you would think your initial thought, you see a lady fall, you go help her. I mean, I know I would, but I'm supposed to be the biggest sexist in San Antonio. But I know I would probably, that would be the initial reaction. Uh, but, yeah, man, they look like they had a good time. We'll see how it kind of prevails from there. One 9760 Before we get to Mike's phone call, another thing I've been meaning to bring up, which I've kind of touched on a little bit, but I want to bring up now before we get out of here and I forget about it in the next hour. Um, I'm this this trial is starting to intrigue me. Speaking of baseball, with the uh, Skyler Skaggs trial, um, you know Matt Harvey had to testify yesterday, and for those that don't know, Skyler Skaggs a few years ago was found dead in his hotel room from a drug overdose. Um, the manager or equipment manager somebody that's kind of on trial for being the guy that was giving him these drugs. Well, Matt Harvey, former Mets pitcher, he's a free agent this year, by the way, that he had to testify in this trial, and he had to come clean that he had gave him Percocet. And, you know, as a matter of fact, it was a few days prior to them finding him dead was the last time accordingly to the reports that he had got this Percocet from Harvey and Matt Harvey ends up throwing his bottles and his pills away. Once he heard that he, they found him dead and he thought it was going to come back to him. There's two things to me. There's two things. I'm totally surprised that this case and this trial is not getting more attention on a national level because you're dealing with baseball players and athletes in a dead drug overdose. And to me, I can only imagine if this was in the NFL or the NBA or what kind of coverage this would be getting. Um, There ain't that much stuff that's competing that's going on right now in the sports world that something like this will be overshadowing. Number two, what gets me is that now MLB has had to come out and respond to this, knowing that saying that if Matt Harvey is signed by a team, he could face a suspension over this. OK, now, the crazy thing with me is you because this goes on to one of their acts or something in their rules is considering being distributor. Uh, with intent. And this is probably all came about during the eighties uh, and stuff of the cocaine trials and stuff like that. When you had the mascots and everything uh being Frank Lucas around MLB stadiums um, to me, the thing that gets me is that he could serve a suspension. Now, until there's a label agreement between the players and the owners, you can't get suspended for anything. And because they're in a work stoppage, but I'm pretty sure Matt Harvey was going to find work. And it's gonna be interested that if he gets suspended. Now the crazy thing is that it's only sixty games. So you can only get sixty games for being the pusher man. I'm your pusher man, Oh, Curtis Mayfield. You don't know about that. That's for your time, Jonas. And mine. Barely. But anyway, you could be Curtis Mayfield, I'm your pusher man, and and basically contribute to a guy that died in OD'd and only get sixty games from that. But if you take the needle in the ass or, or any performance enhancing you're looking at the first offense, you're looking at 90, 100 games. Now, I, granted, this is something that don't happen often. All right, this isn't, this, this isn't a situation. So I'm just, I mean, it's not that I'm totally outraged about it because, again, it doesn't happen often that you've got current players on trial or being witnesses or testifying or giving testimony for a former, you know, peer of theirs that pretty much OD'd. You know, and the Percocet thing—I'm just tell you that—that's a—that's a major—that's a, major, a major issue in the country, the Percocets, and I—and and its, it's it, it, this is a, this is all ethnic situation. It ain't it ain't in black community, white community, Hispanic, purple, yellow—it's all everywhere. And it's a big problem in the country, and it's hard. And the genie's out of bottle. Why? Because you have licensed doctors that are basically you know um, dealers. That are dealing to patients and high end athletes and celebrities that are paying a lot of money. I mean, the curtain was pulled back on Dr. Conrad, on Michael Jackson's former doctor. During though that, that kind of pulled the curtain back to show, hey, this is really going on in Hollywood. And it continues to go on. But the Percocet situation, um, and I know, I don't think that was the correct, the direct cause of death, but it was delivered to from Matt Harvey. Um but I know that they did find, they found some other stuff in the system. But um, I'm pretty sure all of it contribute to it to a certain extent. But I'm just thinking like, man, like, and, and first of all, I mean, if that's the case, then how is Matt Harvey only being as a witness? How, how, how is he not even being charged if this is the, the fact that if he distribute this and it's in those and that's basically going to be on the grounds that he would get suspended on, you so, know?
2: So he had already told when he was subpoenaed, he had already come out and said that he was going to use his Fifth Amendment without if he didn't get immunity. So I'm I'm going to imagine that for the fact that he's speaking on it that he did get immunity from charges stemming from hmm. um you know having distributed or having done cuz he's also I mean he was one of four players to admit to having done and and it, and it was it's it's the oxy laced with the fentanyl is really what really hmm. what it was and there was there was somebody who went on the stand um, a, a Dallas doctor went on the stand from the they're in the they're an ER doctor and they said it was the fentanyl it was it was the the oxy laced with it that did it the the medical uh, examiner didn't say as much but it's the ESPN report that really breaks it down as to how how this trial has played out right um, with the witnesses I just can't believe it's
0: not a bigger story nationally than this I mean it's because usually in the day and time we were I mean this would be I mean, this is stuff that you could, I mean, this is like something you'd find on Netflix or something. I mean, this is like real stuff, And it's a fortunate, sad situation that a young kid lost his life early that evidently had a drug problem that was that he was dealing with and not too many people knew about it. Uh But, yeah, I just thought that that was like, wow, Matt Harvey, and he's a free agent, somebody's going to be willing to sign him, but knowing that MLB had to come out and say that he would probably be looking at a six, they could suspend him 60 games for, you know, being considered distributing as you know being a distributor with the tent you know but and the sad thing about it is i know that this probably goes on a lot in baseball for years where there's always that connect on what to get this and what to get that and then you know when somebody unfortunately use loses their life over it that's when it kind of gets pushed into the uh to the spotlight there one 800 let us see we got time for mike uh, you got, uh, uh right, just hold on one more break mike. just hold on a minute you know just hold on one minute and we'll get to you so uh but anyway yeah so that, that's that's the light there on that thing so we'll we i'm pretty sure it might pick up some speed a little bit over the weeks once we get to a verdict or something but you know it's not leading sports center or anything
2: like that or fox but i don't know i don't know staying in the diamond uh any thoughts on the juan soto of course he can't sign a contract right now because of the stoppage um but that's he was a offered, lot of uh, money huge you know, 27 million
0: well the thing that got me year. it was yeah it was like it came down to a 300 more than that because it was like a 300 some 13 30 million the thing that got me was 13 years i yeah. mean Juan Soto's still young how old is one Juan? Juan about like what 25 24 right around there yeah so 13 years still that's dangerous that puts him at like 30
1: how old is he sam He's only 23. Oh, 23? Yeah. The deal would end up so when puts him about,
2: 36.
1: That's still that dangerous. Contract.
2: That's
0: dangerous. I would still say regardless how young, if I was running a team in GM, how the youngest I would give a 10, because, again, the years is what you pay attention to. Um, I would still, the youngest, the more years I'm giving it the most is probably eight years, the 10 max, probably more eight. You know, that Albert host thing should have everybody frightened. Should have everybody scared. Now, granted, Albert was older at the time. They did it, but still, you know. one 800 You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.